I am unwilling to give up, that I will start over from scratch as many times as it takes to get where I want to be. I want to be. You just want to make sure you will get knocked down, but just make sure you don't get knocked out, knocked out. So your only choice should be go focus on what you can control, control, control. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Kara Golden Show. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with some of the world's greatest leaders, We'll talk with founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and really some of the most interesting people of our time. Can't wait to get started. Let's go. Let's go. Hi, everyone. It's Kara Golden from The Kara Golden Show, and I am super excited to have my next guest here. We have Rachel Roth, who is the founder and CEO of an amazing skin brand called Urban Skin Rx. And if you have not heard of this incredible brand, you definitely need to keep your eyes out for it and hopefully go ahead and order it right away. But like many beauty entrepreneurs, Rachel came up with the idea for her brand while living her life, doing what she was doing. As a trained esthetician, she discovered that many of the treatments found in dermatology and aesthetics were not suited for darker skin tones. So she decided to fix that. So Rachel has taken an idea that she was passionate and curious about and turned it into a business with products that are excellent. And by the way, has gone way beyond uh, just for darker skin tones too. I should mention that. And I'm incredibly excited to hear all about her journey uh, of building this great, great company and also an incredible success that she had through TikTok. I know that people are always curious about how people are using these different platforms. And I found that really, really interesting. So without further ado, welcome, Rachel. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, totally. So, okay, well, let before we get into hearing a little bit about, or, or a lot of bit about Urban Skin RX, I'd love, I'd love to talk for a moment about what you were doing before this. Like, did you always know that you were going to be an entrepreneur? Did you sort of growing grow up thinking, okay, I'm going to be an esthetician? Where, where was, I guess, Rachel's head before you started this company? Well, I started the company at 24. So now that I'm 41, I don't really remember too much about life <laughs> before this. But yeah, overall, Urban Skinner X was initially a dream just for my own selfish reasons. I mean, I was plagued with a lot of skin issues from a young age, even as young as one years old. Um, through my teens, even now, and you know, when my mother took me to the dermatologist in California, where I was raised, who happened to have an esthetician in their office, and I started going to see the esthetician, you know, 25 years ago, just laying down in her treatment bed and having her work on my skin and sending me home with these products that were a lot more efficacious and drove stronger results than the drugstore products. Um, I was just mesmerized and was like, gosh. I want to do something like this, you know, so I can be in an environment and have my hands easily access like all these tools and solutions to make myself feel like I can look and feel better. Um, but then also wanting to help others in terms of getting into specializing in deeper skin tones. That was not ne necessarily part of my plan. I think I was pretty 
ignorant as a non-woman of color that there was this huge disparity in the skincare industry as it came to, you know, just accessibility for safe and efficacious treatments for, you know, concerns of darker skin. You know, it existed and still exists in dermatology, med spas, um, even sometimes holistic treatments. And so when I discovered that while living in Charlotte, North Carolina, going to esthetician school, which, you know, I would bring my friends in who were all different nationalities and different skin tones. And I noticed when I would bring somebody in with a deeper skin tone, it was just, you can't do this. You can't do that. They scar so easy, be very cautious, but there wasn't, you know, a education or there wasn't really the research being done at least in esthetician school on how to do more corrective treatments. Because hmm. when somebody's dealing with dark marks or acne, you can't just massage their face with oils and think it's going to go away. It does take a more clinical approach and people weren't willing to do those things. I think for a couple of different reasons. One, I mean, there's prejudice and ignorance and just the inability to, you know, want to, cater to minorities. And then two, I think darker skin does scar a lot easier and people just are scared, but it doesn't mean just because something's harder, you ignore it. And so that was really how I initially decided, hey, I really want to not just be an esthetician, but I want to make sure that my services specialize in, and it's terrible, it's even a specialty, um, but really letting people know, hey, I'm fully trained. I have lasers, modalities, equipment. The people that work for me are all trained on how to do, you know, very clinical solution-oriented treatments on not just lighter skin, but darker skin. So how often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around, available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip. Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning, too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. 
no English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long-term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. In today's world, which I will admit can at times seem filled with too much of the wrong information, it's essential to find a good source that truly gets to the heart of what I want to know. I am super excited about our next sponsor as I've been a big fan of their content for some time now. That sponsor is the Washington Post. Their depth on topics from business to tech isn't just impressive, it's essential reading for me. Whether I'm catching up on the latest tech trends or understanding how the day's news truly impacts my family, the Washington Post is my trusted source. Let's talk specifics. Their business and tech coverage, absolutely top-notch. Just imagine having the most insightful articles at your fingertips, including the unparalleled AI reporting from Drew Harwell or the pulse on tech and online culture from Taylor Lorenz. And the best part? You can listen to articles just like you listen to this podcast, making it perfect for your busy lifestyle. I was just reading an article from one of my favorite Washington Post writers, Frances Stead Sellers. She covers entrepreneurs like myself, but also covers other interesting topics, including health, as well as some very interesting books. I also love getting their For You newsletter, which is their roundup of stories tailored just for my interests, right in my inbox every evening. The Washington Post app is super well done, I think. It makes it incredibly easy to stay up to date and follow my favorite journalists on the go. And if you ever thought that the Washington Post is just about politics, think again. They cover everything under the sun, from climate and culture to crosswords and cooking, providing a world of surprising stories and vital insights. Okay, enough of the love fest that I have for the Washington Post. Here's the deal. Being a listener of the Kara Golden Show has its benefits, and this one is too good to miss. Now is the time to sign up for the Washington Post. Go to WashingtonPost.com slash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. That's 80% off their typical offer. So this is truly a steal. Once again, that's WashingtonPost.com backslash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. Interesting. So so what was your first product then that you started with? Well, initially, you know, I opened my medical spa in 2006. I was carrying a lot of different brands and the number one skin concern of my consumer was post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation, which is dark marks due to an injury to the skin. That injury might be acne or an ingrown hair, or a bug bite, or your mm. thighs rubbing together. And it seemed like I had to carry 10 different skincare lines to have kind of an assortment 
of products for their needs. A lot of brands really concentrated mostly on anti-aging or acne or smoothing. And so initially it was like, there was that component, but then also I was very interested in franchising my medical spa. I never had a plan to build a mass retail skincare line. It was always Hmm. initially just to kind of like grow my service concept. And so I was like, oh, this would be great if I didn't have to carry so many lines. I could develop my own line that catered more towards hyperpigmentation. Plus, as I franchise my med spa, my franchisees can all sell my skincare line, you know, and it was just, and that was really how it came about in my even tone cleansing bar, which is still today our number one best selling cleanser. Um, Hmm. my first one I developed in 2010. So how would you describe, like, what makes it so unique? I mean, you started in 2006. It's not, you didn't start yesterday. I mean, you've, it's been able to um, grow and, and, you know, definitely be in the hands of more and more people. What, what is it that makes it so unique? I mean, skincare has gotten so noisy since the pandemic, like everybody has entered into the skincare space. And it's not just celebrities, although it's a lot of celebrities, but I think people sat back and watched and read in the Wall Street Journal, read in all these like mass media outlets. So like skincare was just booming. Valuations of skincare companies were like getting, you know, eight, nine times multiples, which are just unheard of. And so being this OG, it's like, there's now 10 brands for every niche. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. it's a different world. Do I 100% think that there's something special and unique about Urban Skin Rx? Yes, I do. Um, And I think that the hyperpigmentation angle is very interesting and unique. We have products for anti-aging. We have products for acne, but the majority of our products always have ingredients in them that are designed to keep your skin tone even toned, or it's designed to have ingredients in it to fade the look of discoloration. So if you're buying a product for anti-aging and firming, it's also paired with ingredients towards reducing inflammation and reducing um, hyperpigmentation. So I think there's that. I also think that, I mean, I can't speak for every other brand, but me being the formulator, when I took my brand from a spa, higher priced brand to going into like Target and Walmart and Walgreens, you have a decision to make. And that is, are you going to reformulate to lower your cost of goods to, you know, create a better margin now that you're selling them for cheaper? And a lot of people think everything is just a volume play that if once you create, you know, you're selling 50,000 of something that you get it for that much cheaper. And Mm -hmm. there are large price breaks when you go from making a thousand of something to 10,000. But from there on out, the percentage of savings really goes down dramatically. And I just have never compromised on what I put in my products. I mean, there are products I've launched that have very, very different margins than others. And not, and when I say very different, I mean, not great because for me, if I can't provide, you know, noticeable results, life-changing results for people, there goes my brand in general, you know? So for me, it's really results first and then 
pricing second when I build out a formula. And I don't think everybody does that. Yeah, no, definitely. I think people start to uh, skimp on on the quality of the product, and and uh, it's it definitely uh, people of consumers eventually figure it out, right? And I think that that's uh, that's really really good to know. So, being in the service business versus being in a physical products business is certainly different, right? And you've seen it firsthand. If there's somebody else out there in thinking about you know going into physical products, what is sort of the you know, the most challenging part um, over the years when you think back of maybe something that you didn't know about that business? Oh, gosh. I mean, there's so much. I mean, I had an advantage, which was when I launched my skincare line, I had a demand, which is Mm -hmm. rare. I already had a platform of I was seeing, you know, a hundred patients a day at my medical spa. We already had followers on social media. And so I think that's you know, a huge thing. If you are lucky enough or smart enough to have a good idea, make a good product, you then also have to figure out how to market it and how to grow demand. I really think that it's very, very important in this day and age to pay a lot of attention to branding. Branding has gone to a whole nother level. It is like creativity is just like, I mean, it's still hard to find, but there are very creative people out there. And if your product does not attract a consumer, they're not going to buy it either. So even if you bring the demand, but if it's not, the name doesn't resonate with somebody, the packaging doesn't, and people tend to, you know, because something appeals to them, they Mm -hmm. think it's good enough and I, or it appeals to their family and friends. And just don't forget your family and friends are always going to be, um, biased. You might not think that they are, but they might, you know, have more in common with you because we hang out with people in common with us. So they might like what you like, or they might not want to hurt your feelings. So I think it's very important to do like focus groups and surveys with people who have no skin in the game and be like, what do you think of this name? What do you think of this packaging? Because that's very, very important. Yeah, definitely. Did, has your packaging changed significantly since the beginning? Oh my God, a thousand hundred times. I have struggled so much with branding and packaging. Like it's been the bane of my existence. Like I did not invest properly with the right designers. Like I was, you know, bootstrapping, dealing with a lot of like junior designers, which not to say there aren't some amazing junior designers out there, but your packaging can live on and on forever. And once you get into retail, it can take a long time to cycle through old packaging, especially in lower performing doors. And so, oh my God, I have just been through the ringer and so have my consumers with I mean, I can't even count the amount of packaging changes we've had. You know, it's interesting that you say that. So the product I developed, Hint, when we first came out, the label has slightly changed since when we first came out in 2005. But the biggest and most significant uh, change that we made, I always wanted a label that was clear because my product was clear. And I thought, okay, we've got fruit that pops on you know, the label and a clear label. 
And what I didn't realize was once it got on the grocery store shelves, I wasn't going to actually be controlling the lighting um, on the shelf or who I was going to be sitting next to. And it really makes a difference as to how you um, are seen by consumers when they're looking at a shelf. If you're next to a you know, bright bottle of vitamin water, right? That is bright pink. And it's, uh, and then you've got this clear label. It is, uh, it's significant. And it was, it, it wasn't until we actually were forced to change to a white label because that year in particular, they were out of stock on this clear label. And so we were not going to be able to have enough stock for Whole Foods. It was it was a whole thing. So we said, screw it, let's just do the white labels and made that decision. And I mean, it was overnight. It, we 10X'd our sales. Um, just by, yeah. And again, like it wasn't the design, actually. It was actually the material that it was on that made such a significant difference. And like no designer actually said this to us. I mean, it was just, it was, I mean, we just found it out by accident. So I'm sure you can relate to that. Oh, I can relate. And like, as much as I love Urban Skin Rx and it will always be my baby and I continue to strive to make it better every day, like, I very much want to one day start another consumer good brand because I just, I've I've made so many mistakes and it's like, I feel like I have the recipe now. Like I have this like blueprint of like what you do, what you don't do. And a lot of just, I mean, I've beat myself up for 20 (laughs) years about the mistakes that I've made. And I think it'd be very healing to apply these learnings to a new business. Yeah. Well, and I found that you'll probably continue making mistakes. That's what great entrepreneurs do. You know, they just, they keep iterating along the way. So it's definitely a uh, work in progress. So you recently started a men's line. Can you share a little bit about that? What was the inspiration behind that? Yeah. So actually, um, at the beginning of my esthetician career, I really somehow ended up focusing a lot on um, men with severe, what we call folliculitis barbae on their neck, which is just a medical term for, you know, ingrown hairs. And I was working for a skin and laser center doing um, laser hair removal. And they happened to have a laser hair removal machine that worked on all skin tones, which I don't even think they knew that it did. And I was very underpaid. And I just ended up doing a series of treatments on a friend. It was, he was a black man who had really bad ingrown hairs on his neck. And I took before and after pictures and they were like astounding. And I was like, gosh, this is a really common condition with ethnic skin because the hair is so coarse and so curly. And so I literally, because I was like, thought that this was a great service people didn't know about. I was incentivized to want to build a clientele because I had no clientele. I made like a flyer of this before and after picture and went to every barbershop in Charlotte. And I, so I started developing like this male clientele and being known for ingrown hairs. And so Target has really 
put a lot of effort into building up kind of like the men's grooming section. And so talking with them after my success in the regular general skincare aisle, I felt that there was an opportunity for my brand to get shelf space in the men's section. And it was something I was already really passionate about because of this history. So the men's line really focuses on exfoliation, um, ingrown hairs, blemishes, clogged pores, and I stay very true to like letting people know that the only way to permanently get rid of ingrown hairs is through laser hair removal, but not everybody wants to, not everybody can afford to. And so here are other topical options that can really help with that as well. That's amazing. So it's, uh, so it's available now through Target. Target and our website. Yes. That's that's great. So you had a TikTok moment. I, I touched on this when I was doing your intro uh, a few years ago. Can you share a little bit more about that and how it really surprised you? Yeah. So one day my head of my e-com came to me and he said, does a celebrity post about us or something happen? Because our sales are like, you know, 10 times what they should be by this time of the day. And nobody could figure it out. And then later that day, we randomly got an email from a girl who said, Hey, I just want to let you know, I posted my before and after pictures through a video on TikTok. And it's really quickly gone to like a couple million views. And she used our even tone cleansing bar after three weeks had taken this before and after picture kind of made it into this tutorial. She did quote that she got the product at Sephora, which we don't even sell at Sephora. And she did something unique where she put hashtag three week clear skin challenge. And I don't know if it just from an algorithm standpoint ended up at the right moment on the explore page or TikTok was really big into challenges a few years ago. It just took off from there. And over the course of like the next three months, our sales, I think were like 300% what they normally are. Wow. And it was a life-changing moment for the brand. I mean, the brand forever changed at that moment. We, our brand awareness significantly changed, but it was also a lot of mistakes that I'm still having to clean up are coming from that moment. Like there's a lot of pluses and minuses that come from viral moments that, you know, in the end, I still am happy it happened, you know, but of course, hindsight is always, you know, better. And I wish that there's a lot of things I knew now, like I really, we went into like massive hiring. We just really put so much pressure to fulfill every single order. You can't really do your best when you're that just diluted and spread so thin. I don't think we clearly thought about how sustainable is this over the long run. Like Mm -hmm. every retailer started coming to us wanting a piece of the business. We kind of said yes to everybody, but people expect that those sales go on forever. And that's not realistic or sustainable. And even though we had permanent growth, it wasn't ever to the level consistently that it was during those moments. And so it kind of just sets this vibe that you're never good enough again. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it it was just, there were hardships that came from it too. 
Yeah. So, I mean, that's really, really interesting. I mean, definitely it was a major point on your timeline, but it's, uh, but so what would you do differently? I probably, probably wouldn't have like expanded Hired. so fast. Yeah. Yeah. I think hiring and retail, I think I would have tried to just, but I was putting a lot of pressure on my team too. Like everybody wanted us from press mm-hmm. to influencers to celebrities to retailers and it was like I was like we have to fulfill every opportunity yeah. and that wasn't realistic and so obviously it took a bigger team to do that and I should have just made a decision like hey sometimes a little mystery is good and sometimes like you just have to accept that that's not completely possible totally yeah no and I think th- saying no at points along the way is also super important. I think you have less regrets saying no than you do have saying yeses. Yeah, definitely. We just had um, Connie Zach uh, from Sunlighten Spas. I don't know if you know those infrared spas. They're amazing. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and anyway, uh, she talked about that, that, you know, she was actually, it was just on a, a short time ago. And she talked about, you know, she got a call from Dr. Oz and Dr. Oz wanted her to get a spawn that they they hadn't even made it. I mean, they had sort of like pre-talked about it. And then, you know, they had a lot of demand. Um, and, you know, it's just it, people, it, the customer service experience was awful because they were like, oh, that's actually not made yet. And, you know, it's just, it's just hard. So, yeah. you know, she's, she was really clear about that in the interview too, that don't be afraid to say no, right. Yeah. That it's, you know, let me, we'll call you back when we have it in stock or whatever it is that totally. you can say to keep people going. But I think it's, it's such an important lesson. So how else have you gotten the word out about Urban Skin RX? I mean, obviously you started um, in your own facility um, doing, you know, with your own consumers. A lot of my success came from owning my spa. And so when a lot of people look to me for mentorship for my skincare line, I let people know that my situation can't always be duplicated. Like I was a celebrity esthetician. Like I wasn't a celebrity, but I treated celebrities and through building those authentic relationships, like they would post about my skincare products for free, you know, cause they genuinely mm-hmm. like them. And that is very hard to duplicate. You know what I mean? Or I would even trade people services for posting being like, Oh, well this filler, this Botox, this laser is going to come up to $5,000. But Hey, if you post, you know what I mean? I'll give you a 50% discount you know, because I had good margins at my med spa to do that, you know, so it just, it was a very different. So I would really say a lot of where we are today is because of those celebrity client relationships. I'm always so somebody who's always believed in PR. And even though it's changed a lot, I always from a very small company, you know, had a PR agency. I, um, also did a lot of just stuff in the community. I went to a lot of expos and I think those building those face-to-face relationships with consumers and me, as well as my employees, I think really did help us stick out. Um, Mm -hmm. so, I mean, there's so many different 
things. We also did a ton of digital advertising before the iOS changes where it was a lot cheaper to acquire a customer. And now everybody's struggling with marketing is so has changed. It's so hard and so expensive right now. It is just, it's learning to adapt. I think through the last two years, like this environment is not for wussies between supply chain, the great resignation, COVID, iOS. Like if, if you can make it, you, I, I can't imagine it getting much worse than this. Yeah. Well, you talked about PR too. I think that uh, just really getting good at SEO and organic traffic, especially during times when it is more expensive is absolutely uh, critical and really understanding organic traffic and understanding how you get that um, yeah. is, is super, super important. So, so what other advice would you give to aspiring entrepreneurs, maybe people who are thinking, okay, I've got a product, I should just go launch this company. I mean, what, what's kind of the, the thing that you, when you look back on, again, what, what you didn't know or what you've learned along the way, either way, what, Oh God, I got so much advice. Some of it's going to sound jaded. I think first and foremost, I think the grass is not always greener. And I think like happiness should be your number one priority. And I think so many people are desperate to be an entrepreneur, their own boss, that Mm -hmm. they're not taking kind of, they're not really accounting for are they actually happy? Is, you know, like maybe their job's not the number one most fulfilling thing, but is it offering a lot of work-life balance to spend time with your kids or you don't feel a ton of pressure or like, I just think it's really important to take stock of your life. And if you, for the most part are happy, I think at the end of the day, like when we die, it's going to be our moments with people, you know, that Mm -hmm. is really going to make us feel satisfied. So I think there's that. Um, and then I think that there's just an element of, you know, just people like for me, you can't be good at everything. And so really figuring out what your strengths or weaknesses are and finding the right compliment to, to, um, Complement your weaknesses. And I, I mean, I also think, I mean, we're part of this internet generation. I mean, you have to be careful what you read on the internet, but I taught myself so much. I read so many books, like so many Google, just everything, you know, to teach yeah. yourself. I think that we're now like, people don't have excuses. Like you can teach yourself damn near anything, you know? So I don't know. Those, those are just some of, of my advice to people. No, I, I love that. What, what's next for the brand? I mean, what are you looking forward to? We entered into the body category almost three years ago and our body collection has had a lot of success and body is having a bigger moment in beauty. And I think we have a point of differentiation with the hyperpigmentation angle. Um, and so growing that, I think that there's a lot of opportunity there. Um, mm-hmm. and also global. I mean, I think of like, I really don't think that there's a lot of expansion in us from a distribution standpoint 
in the U.S., but we, I mean, I'll do lives or I'll do webinars and it's amazing how many people tune in from Australia, Nigeria, you know, Jamaica, like all over the world. And so I would like to make my products more accessible globally to people. That's awesome. Well, really, really great, Rachel. Thank you so much for sharing all about your journey. And we'll have all of the information about Urban Skin Rx and you in the show notes. But thanks again. And thanks everyone for tuning in. Thank you so much. Thanks again for listening to The Kara Golden Show. If you would, please give us a review and feel free to share this podcast with others who would benefit. And of course, feel free to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of our podcast. Just a reminder that I can be found on all platforms at Kara Golden. And if you want to hear more about my journey, I hope you will have a listen or pick up a copy of my book, Undaunted, which I share my journey including founding and building Hint. We are here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And thanks everyone for listening. Have a great rest of the week and 2023 and goodbye for now. Before we sign off, I wanna talk to you about fear. People like to talk about fearless leaders, but achieving big goals isn't about fearlessness. Successful leaders recognize their fears and decide to deal with them head-on in order to move forward. This is where my new book, Undaunted, comes in. This book is designed for anyone who wants to succeed in the face of fear, overcome doubts, and live a little undaunted. Order your copy today at undauntedthebook.com and learn how to look your doubts and doubters in the eye and achieve your dreams. For a limited time, you'll also receive a free case of Hint Water. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to Spotlight? Send me a tweet at Kara Golden and let me know. And if you like what you heard, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Kara Golden. Thanks for listening. <laughs>